The views and opinions expressed on this episode are solely those of the individuals and not necessarily representative of World Light Revival Ministries as a whole. Full disclaimers and more information is available on our website, worldlightrevivalministries.com. Thank you. Greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and welcome to Revelation Hour podcast brought to you by World Life Revival Ministries International. Mm -hmm. Revelation Hour is a channel that reveals the secret of the kingdom through programs that address every area of life through the word of God. And today I'm your host, Angela Chia. And today we want to talk about how to address homosexuality in the church. Mm. And today I have two wonderful ladies full with the Holy Spirit Amen. and they're going to help us discuss <laughs> this wonderful topic. Yes. Yes. And they are <laughs> Alfreda Grace and Lillian Quatchett. Awesome. Oh wow. Oh, praise yes. the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like shouting praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Yeah, let's move straight away in because mm -hmm. this is a wonderful topic to discuss. Very yes, exciting. Yes. Yeah. So I read this article some time ago mm -hmm. and I really wish I saved it, but unfortunately mm. I didn't. Basically, the article was written by a woman who used to be a lesbian. Okay. She spoke about how she went to this church and stated that while she was at the church, she felt that she was accepted. Mm. Okay. According to her, the church members were nice to her, mm. and her own words, in her own words, she continued reading the Bible and praying along like a serious Christian. Mm. However, she kept on dressing to church as she would do if she were gay. Mm -hmm. And then one day, she woke up to find out that her desire for gay is no longer there. I'm not too clear whether she was still living that lifestyle okay. or practicing her old lifestyle, but I remember as for her dressing, she mentioned that she was still okay. dressing the same way. Okay. So my question is, how should a church that is clear on their stance concerning the LGBT community and they also are Bible-believing church and have made it known that they do not agree with that, with that lifestyle, nor do they support it? address a person who has been regularly attending the church and is still practicing that lifestyle? Mm. Very good question. Great question. Mm -hmm. I believe that the church mm. as it stands now, I wouldn't say as we all know, maybe mm -hmm. some of you don't know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but as it stands now has a lot of yeah. loopholes, a lot of confusion. Mm -hmm. They're not even sure or they're not even clear about mm. the issue with the lgbt yeah. the churches need to deal with itself on stuff like this so i would say what i actually believe that a church needs to do is the church needs its own way of going back to the word of god and learning it well yeah. mm -hmm. one thing that jesus christ did who was also the son the word himself mm. yeah actually showed a compassion to this woman at the well the Lord Jesus knew how to talk this woman through yeah. mm -hmm. stages in her own life to get the woman herself agree to the fact that she herself was a sinner and she right. had to wow. go around to preach to other people. She told them that, come and see, somebody told me all I have done, could mm. this be the Christ? Wow. And right. this story I'm, I'm reading or I'm talking about, it can be found in John chapter 4, mm -hmm. that's from 4 to 42. So basically, the church need to go and then wash themselves. They mm. need to really know their stand actually mm. in the Lord. Mm -hmm. And then if they actually have done that, then now they can see clearly 
to be able to pull others out. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I will invite Lillian. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. I think when you're talking about how Jesus came up to the woman in the well, I remember you were saying something when we were talking about this earlier, that this is something that was kind of out of the norm for him to be talking to a woman like this. And not only that, but she's also a sinner. People are probably going to be looking at him like, what are you doing? Right. Yet it's still necessary for him to go there because she's in need of salvation. She's mm-hmm. in need of yeah. somebody to really get her from whatever yeah. sin that she's in or whatever yep. bondage that she's in. Right. So when it comes to addressing the LGBT community or that lifestyle in general, right. we know that it's something that's going to be difficult. It's mm. a sensitive topic, especially given the times that we're in. Yeah. Everybody is celebrating it. It's yeah. in support of it. And anybody that's against it, you are completely shunned for it. And because people will be shunned for the fact that they do not agree with the LGBT community, that's what has a lot of us scared nowadays. Mm. But what should help us nowadays, yeah. us Christians, of course, like working on ourselves, making sure that we have our P's and Q's together mm. to make sure that we can help anybody in sin. Mm-hmm. Though it's a sensitive topic and you risk the fact of losing people that you care for or people looking down at you or basically talking about you because of mm. your stance concerning LGBT and what you believe, we call ourselves Christians right. that, and we believe the Bible that yeah. if we know the truth, that the truth will set us free. So right. in John 8, the verse 34, it says, Jesus answered them, most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin right. and a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Right. So I feel like it would be kind of selfish for me to just leave a person who is bond in sin if i'm right. a- and if i see that they're in bondage for me to just think because oh i may run the risk mm-hmm. that somebody will call me a homophobe right, i may right. run the risk of people not wanting to be around me and not say anything right. to somebody that's struggling mm-hmm. yes we're not saying that you're going there like a pharisee and like you right. know woe is he but mm-hmm. it still needs to be addressed there's two sides when it comes to Christians today. There's either yeah. the ones that are, oh, let's not judge, you know, this, that, and the third. Or there's the ones that Pharisees, like, you know, that Bible thumpers, or you know, you might say. But it has to be more than just recognizing the mm-hmm. sin, but yeah. actually addressing it. And then you have people who don't want to recognize it, who yeah. just want to be in the middle, just wanting people to constantly like them. Right. But yeah. honestly... Hmm. A lot of the times they're going to be extremely defensive concerning a lot of things until they are broken free. And they could come at you a lot, Hmm. but, you know, Holy Spirit would definitely help us. So it's not to discredit the lady's testimony. Thank God Holy Spirit really truly helped her and delivered her. But it's just to say that Holy Spirit can move in different ways. And I do believe that there's times where he wants to use us, you know, Mm -hmm. to actually help the person to come to a point of deliverance. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. Yes, Auntie Frida. <laughs> Auntie Frida. <laughs> right. Right. We are aunties today. <laughs> right. So I think it's a really timely question. Yeah. I think right. it's very, very important. I honestly think that we're also kind of nervous. You know, like, what would people think of us? Like Lillian said. Right. And I think for the most part, 
many churches are doing the usual things, you know, like posting our beliefs on our websites, mm-hmm. preaching the right things from the pulpit, things like that. But what do you do when someone who is engaged in this kind of bondage, you know, the, um, the members of what is called today the LGBT mm-hmm. community, um, what do you do when they actually come to your church? Right. You know, what do you do? And I think there's a, a need to consciously put some effort behind preparing the congregation for this particular situation. Right. And at least <laughs> instead of being confused or scared, let's just look at what Jesus did. In Luke chapter 5, we see that, you know, the Pharisees came to him and they were saying, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners mm. and what was Jesus' reply to them? He said, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who right. are sick, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Amen. You know, and this does at least answer one question for us, that we are not called to obscure sin. Right. We're never called to just pretend as if um, everything's okay because, mm. oh, we don't True. judge, you know, or, oh, we, we don't say anything about anyone. So you're certainly not um, called to do that. Right. You know, and looking at what Jesus did, Jesus had this ability to be able to just be frank about whatever that was actually going on in their lives. Mm. And I think we need that grace and we need to pray for this, right. you know, to be able to speak with frankness. And I say that because we don't see Jesus speaking with disgust, mm-hmm. you know, with right. which is one of the things that we certainly see today. You know, the people of God come and approach this situation or this topic speaking with absolute disgust for the person who's deep in this bondage and speaking with anger Mm. and it completely lasts compassion Uh so when we see how jesus spoke to them when jesus spoke to sinners when he spoke to us quite frankly he was very frank about sin he didn't dance around the topic he he just called it what it is you know Mm. that this is the situation and this won't help you and this is not who God has called you to be True. and God has a better thing for you and I also believe that when as we're telling the truth we certainly need to tell the whole truth that it's not just the fact of our sinful nature and the state of man but that there is a solution you know mm-hmm. to all of our filth <laughs> there's a solution which is Jesus Christ so to preach the whole gospel to preach redemption you know to actually speak from the point of of view that we ourselves have been saved from many things right. you know and i think that will certainly make a difference and also to realize you know that there's certainly a need for prayer mm-hmm. i would say that right now um one of the things that i believe the church really needs to grow in is prayer True. Right. you know even when we're talking about different types of spirits that we're battling against because when we're honest about it this is more of a spiritual issue so we we can't tackle it from just from the point of the flesh mm-hmm. you know these are spirits that are are weighing these people down so mm. are we praying for them mm. you know are we just speaking about the things that they're struggling with or are we actively praying for them and are we approaching the situation with prayer with fasting you know knowing mm. that we are bound to meet some kind of resistance um mm. Because the spirit that is uh, deeply oppressing them is not going to let them just hear you out, you know, Mm. um, as soon as you begin speaking. You know, you have to combat it with prayer. You have to combat it with with fasting. And a lot of the times, we also need to um, really be willing to 
reach out in compassion and invite them to come mm-hmm. to Bible studies, you know, yeah. to hear the word that is able to to really save their souls right. and to prayer meetings, you know, where they can even get that deliverance that they desperately need. And right. I think in combining all of these things, we'll be more equipped to actually not um, feel like our only option is to pretend as if there's not a problem or to choose the solution that the world is really mm-hmm. trying to give us and the solution which is oh don't judge or mm-hmm. don't point out anything True. but meanwhile mm-hmm. we know very well that the holy spirit is working actively on each of us mm-hmm. right. to change us so it's only realistic to expect that other people that come into the church will also need to go through that same process yeah, for real. yeah. yeah. Yes, amen amen yeah i have this other story i just want to share with you mm-hmm. yeah. It's about a pastor who often visited a clinic mm-hmm. where mm. patients there were mostly LGBT yeah. uh, members. 